0: This is Game Theory, a podcast about competition, strategy, and decision-making, hosted by me, Nick Andrews, and my brother, Chris. Remember, you can email us, follow us on social media, and keep up to date with this episode by checking out the show notes. And if you'd like, you can view our episodes on YouTube. In episode 36, we ask you, what do you see when you look in the mirror? About nine or 10 years ago, the beauty and self-care company Dove unleashed one of the most fascinating commercials in American history. In the commercial, which is linked in the show notes, strangers are asked to describe themselves to a police sketch artist who can't see them. Then someone else is brought in to describe the person to the same sketch artist. In the end, the subjects are shown the two sketches, the first showing them how they view themselves and the second showing how a random person sees them the results were jaw-dropping. The self-described sketches were universally heinous, while the stranger-described sketches were accurate and beautiful. The commercial revealed that perhaps people can be too critical of themselves, too focused on what they see as flaws. Now, in the era of filters, deep fakes, and post-social media, self-image is subjected to more inaccurate and unachievable standards than ever before. And the unfortunate part is that how you see yourself really matters. So, are you beautiful? And welcome to another episode of Game Theory, your podcast about competition, strategy and decision making. I'm your host, Nick. I'm joined by my brother, Chris. And Chris, we've been talking about this episode for a long time. I'm excited to get into it. But we're recording this amid a historic heat wave. And I heard a joke, a heat wave joke that I'm going to say later. It's a little dirty joke. It's hilarious. But how is Washington, D.C.? My guess is gross and muggy. It's true to form. It's disgusting.
1: I don't know what the deal was. like Three weeks ago, it was like perfect weather. Low 60s, low humidity. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. I could not believe the luck. And now it's like stepping out into the armpit of a bodybuilder. <laughs> it's disgusting out there. I hate every second of being outside. I don't understand this drive to like, get rid of air conditioning. Like, as far as I'm concerned, it's the only thing that makes parts of this country like this one habitable.
0: It's gross out there. It really is gross out there. And you, if you learn about American history in the South in the 1800s, you're like, yeah, the majority of babies died because it was so hot. Like, oh. That's bad. That seems awful. And then the humidity, I don't think, I would would imagine there are parts of Southeast Asia and kind of like the other side of like the Bay of Bengal that are like this humid and gross. But America is particularly, the American Southeast is gross. And I heard a joke, Chris. This joke, I literally, I couldn't drive. I had to almost pull over. It was, Kim, uh, my wife, heard it at work. Someone said, man, if you had some cornstarch, you can make hush puppies in my pants.
1: (laughs) (laughs) i I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that's like that's that's quality stuff for
0: like tinder in the south that is quite yeah that's quite a joke like i i was like wow that that is on point but uh so we did our our bonus chess episode last week and Man, there's just nothing going on in the summer. We're all just trying to get through this. So we, but we do have some cool episodes coming up. Our next episode, we're gonna do "Fraudster Files" on Elizabeth Holmes, and then right around the start of American football season, we're gonna do our state of sports in America, and we're gonna do at least five, maybe six sports, fifteen minutes each, and we're just gonna skip through them and be like, "This is what's going on." Uh, like we mentioned, no like you know, ethical issues. It's all gonna be about like how the sport is moving, how the league is doing. Like the live golf thing, we're gonna talk about. Uh, NIL money and how ridiculously long college football games are getting. Just stuff like that, which is exciting. So we got some good stuff coming up for the the 2022 uh, fall semester.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. We're going to have some guests on. We're going to have some hot topics. Uh, Shout-outs to our international listeners. If you're interested in American sports, great. If you're not, we can only apologize for that. Uh, To the British listeners, I think there are some of you out there. Yeah. Good luck with the heat wave. 40 degrees. It's only a few degrees above freezing. (laughs) But for them, that's unusual. I'm told.
0: Yeah, yeah. So like, we've been made fun of as Americans for so long about the Celsius and Fahrenheit system. This is what it's good for. Like, how? What percentage hot is it? Forty like percent hot. It's
1: it's a hundred degrees. It's hot as fuck. Zero <laughs> degrees. It's cold as fuck. Yeah. Like, imagine imagine if you went to somebody and wanted to know the temperature, and they said, "Well, Nick, it's thirty six percent of the distance between the freezing point and the boiling point of water." No, yeah, that's the Celsius scale. Like, you guys. You know, uh, you got a lot of lot of reasons to make fun of America. The temperature scale is not one of them. Yeah. Uh, I just, but either way, whether it's forty degrees or one hundred and seven degrees, good luck to you guys. We hope you're staying cool over there, staying safe, and we hope you stay with us as we journey through the state of American sports in the future. But right now, yes. We're going to talk about something else, Nick. What
0: do we got? We got we're got. we talking about body image today. So in college, Chris, and we might have her on later in this episode, we can uh, patch her and might have to give her a phone call. And she's going to join the team. We mentioned my friend Sydney from college. She and I studied uh, journalism, media, and um, integrated media communications, which is a fancy way to say like advertising, paid content, that kind of thing, marketing and advertising. And so she went the advertising route. I went the content route. And she and I would agree on certain things, that there were some commercials, and we've all seen commercials that kind of move us. There was one in particular that's been very well studied, it's taught in every, every class of, across America's college campuses, and that's this Dove Beauty commercial. And it had me thinking. I thought for sure you were going to say the Geico commercial, The, Geico, well, the have Geico, the caveman out for uh, dinner. well, everything. So there. easy
1: caveman could do it. I'll have the roast duck with the mango
0: salsa. <laughs> I've lost my appetite.
1: i do not much <sighs> Everything,
0: now, thank you. first of all, just an aside, Car insurance commercials, murder. They are unanimously. Every single company is out of control. Of good.
1: I don't care who who. I, I I mean I don't care what anybody says. Geico commercials are the funniest commercials on the face of the earth. Uh-huh. Like every every single one, like they're they're all just bangers. And I'm kind of disappointed that we're not talking about one of those commercials clips this episode.
0: Did you notice Be- that like all of them have a mascot and like I'm no- yes. I'm not even quite tired of them yet. Like Flo is annoying but they keep refreshing it. Ju- Mayhem lasted a lot longer than I thought it would. The gecko is legit. Like they they murder these commercials murder. They're great. Anyway,
1: in in the Mayhem extended universe, they went too far. They jumped a the shark. Yeah. In, instead of like a, a malfunctioning GPS or like a ton of snow on a roof in Minnesota, yeah. it ca- it got down to like I'm someone doing some, <laughs> making some poor decisions because of right. trendy stuff, and yep. like that's not mayhem. That's just people being stupid, and like you don't need, you don't need mayhem for that. Right. That's just human behavior. Okay. So the, the 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 mayhem extended. Farmer's University was to great. Farmers University is absolutely incredible, believe and like it. I want to believe some of the stuff they're saying I is know. true. I do. I do,
0: I, I want to believe that also. Regardless, the one that's taught in schools, irregardless, is the Dove beauty commercial. And when I say Dove beauty commercial to someone who's in the industry, they'll know what I'm talking about. For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, you may remember the commercial goes like this: the the premise of the commercial is to make average people or not like just everyday folks reveal to them how they maybe think of themselves in a in a worse light then the world sees them. So what the commercial did, and it was brilliant. It was a social experiment and I believe for the most part it was real. I don't know if those people were it was, actors. It was
1: but. produced to make it look as if it's real. Yeah. And if you if you suspend disbelief and acknowledge that like okay, this company has incentives beyond just wanting people to feel a certain way, they want people to buy a certain way. Right. It looks it looks real and it seems believable enough. And we've got a link to it in the show notes. Yep. But so the the, the title of the video is you know Dove Real Beauty Sketches. Right. So Nick, what what were you saying happens in the commercial?
0: So the commercial works like this: they get a sketch artist um, that works for like police departments, right? And this person works off of description only. They're not like a caricature artist. They're not. I'm sure that they can sketch people in real life, but their job is to help the police find people by sketching them based only on what people say. So they get people in the commercial who are the subject of the commercial, they put a curtain between them and the sketch artist and the sketch artist draws them based on how they see themselves. And then they get another person to sit across from the person and describe the the, the original subject to the sketch artist. So there are two sketches. One, and these are blind, one is how the person sees themselves and the other is how another random person sees them. And when they reveal it, they show like the, the people in the commercial or the ones that were selected for air, all described themselves very shittily and like just highlighted their worst features. And all of them without fail that were in the commercial appeared almost not human. They like deformed and they they really worried about things in their eyes and their nose. And the person who just described them got it right. And the commercial is very emotional because it's kind of giving yourself permission to be like, hey, I'm fine the way that I am. Just be yourself. There's beauty in the average, the average eye. And it kind of, there's a lot of deeper meaning there. And there's a lot of like, Hey, like don't compare yourself to TV and movies. Like you're fine this way. And it's a very moving and, and brilliant idea to be honest.
1: Yeah. And, and these are pretty, I guess, good looking, average looking people. Yeah. I mean, they're just people that you would find day to day. And the dra- the difference in the drawings is incredible. It's like, like one of them, like the drawing that <laughs> the sketch artist drew of the self-described portrait Looked like what I imagined Dolores Umbridge looked like: like <laughs> In real pale, toad faced, kind of like squashy eyes, far apart, like heavy set brow, whatever. And then the other one, drawn by the sketch artist based on the, a description from somebody else, looks like a little bit like Winifred Paltrow. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible the difference, and you know it, it's clearly the same person. Like you can you can tell that this is somebody. Like these drawings are based on the same subject, and the point of the commercial is to highlight how people see themselves versus how others see them. And I think it's a really clever marketing technique and it's, you know, the the main message seems to be like, well, you're more beautiful than you think, or you have permission to feel good about your appearance. And by extension, you know, dove is hoping that that will translate into more like sales of dove products. right?
0: And Sydney, when, if she pops up on the episode, she'll tell you like the emotional connection is the most important part. It used to be in advertising that what they would do, is show you how this product or service can help your life, right? They used to say the necessity was the mother of invention. We're not in that era anymore. Convenience and choice are the mother of innovation now. Like that's what people need. So now commercials are, they're there to tell a story. They're there to show you what a product can do and change your life. And like Millennials are very much into the integration of everything, work-life balance. And like, what where do I find meaning in the small things? And so Dove really just nailed that right for, for Gen X and, and uh, the millennial generation. We're like, hey, by our product Now, the ad was not universally loved. It was incredibly emotionally stirring and very cognitively engaging. And for the average person who doesn't think deeply about what's going on, it just pops you right in the face. It's incredible. However, there were critics.
1: What did the what did the critics say? They said and, that they're, they're, and were the critics talking about the shorter three minute version that got a lot more like airtime? Or are they talking about the extended six minute version? explainer of like, Hey, here's the backstory
0: of what we're doing. That's a great, that's a great question. So this, the video is not the commercial. The commercial is what goes on TV and I forget when it originally aired and I, it doesn't really matter if they air a three minute commercial costs millions of dollars. Yeah, so so Dove,
1: Dove posted the six minute version of the video to their YouTube channel right. in 2013. So it's, it's been around for, for a long time.
0: Yes. So first bit of criticism is that all of the people for the most part just are like young and white um and like well, there's a lot of blonde going on there too. So people were like, Well, this isn't representative. So that was the first big part of criticism. But then in Psychology Today, people wrote, um I'm trying to find the uh, Kate Frid- Frid-, Frid Frid kiss Sounded out. Fridkiss. Your words. Kate Fridkiss. It said she liked it, but there's something a little bit off and it it's sort of critiquing real world beauty standards and it feels the more you watch it it does feel a little like a little icky like it's a brilliant idea but the more you watch it you're like this feels like experimental and you're you're manipulating people's emotions and it's like, the more you think about it you're like this is kind of stanford prison experimenty it's really kind of strange yeah
1: it's it's definitely not a scientific right. experiment i'll tell you that i mean they, there's no there's no such thing as like a control group it's it's very much like a youtube mm-hmm. social experiment like whoa well, what would happen if and there's a, there's this entire genre of that kind of video. I, I think it's fallen a little bit out of vogue when, when people realize that like social experiment was either an obviously scripted video or just a way to bully strangers with no repercussions. I think that kind of art form fell uh, out of vogue a little bit. Like there's a guy named like Ethan Bradbury, I think who did like these social experiment videos where he would basically just go around and harass people in public and film and be like wow and occasionally he would like make up a script and like high, raise awareness of what he considered to be like a major social right. issue and it was obviously like a like a staged thing just trying to get views and and I don't know if he was he thought he was out here like doing something or or if he was just trying to take advantage of like a moment but that that genre of social experiment like experiment is a really <laughs> Strong word for what's going on here, and you know, trying to if you were taking away the message from this commercial that I'm more beautiful than I think, based on the reactions of these people, it's not it's not quite so simple. Like this is at the end of the day a marketing study. It's a marketing practice to try to drive a certain result, a certain behavior in consumers, and that's really the most important takeaway. But for the average person who's not like studying marketing, like the kid, Mm. the expert they're probably just going to say, wow, wow, you know, that's really, it's really emotive. I'm going to think differently about how I see myself now. And that's exactly the kind of response that the people who generated this. Yeah. And like,
0: be. and you can think back to some of your favorite ads that are outside of the comedy genre and they're all kind of like that. They take you on a journey. There's story that they, they tell, and there are good commercials, tell good stories. And it could be like, some of my favorite commercials are uh, the old Stanley cup, the NHL Stanley cup ones where what if this didn't happen and just play something in slow motion. But the journey is like, these things that you think you didn't care about. The NFL draft does this really well too. Like, hey, remember the guy that just won the Super Bowl, but I bet you forgot that all of these people shit on him on draft night. Like that is a journey. It's a story. It it gives you an emotion to like participate in an an event or to buy a product, which is how they're kind of manipulating how this works. But the broader theme of that, the way that you see yourselves is not how others see you is to me really fascinating. so there's a, a, this went viral on TikTok and I spent definitely not during working hours, Wink, yeah. Oh, I spent some time looking for an actual scientific paper because it was claimed on Reddit and on TikTok that there was a, a, a social experiment that seemed a lot more controlled, uh, for like psychology. Perhaps it wouldn't be like it was scientifically done, but it was psychological. But I could not find any evidence of this, Chris. And it was this idea that people were the scientists were sending people out into the world with a mutilation and then bringing them back. Do you want to explain the scar experiment?
1: Yeah, so the scar experiment is it, well, well based, This is based on a presentation uh, that is just kind of out there on the internet.
0: It's like from a college class, I think.
1: Yeah, and so <laughs> her, I forget her again. Name. We 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 citation needed yeah. on yeah. this bad boy. You know, press press X to doubt. But the outline of this presentation uh, that we've got linked in the show notes says that you know people are going to be bullied. People's yep. appearance matters a lot, and so to study that, people sent. scientists allegedly put like really good accurate scar makeup onto people and basically just measured strangers interactions with them based on having that scar. Uh, the scientists, uh, kind of, they, they said, you know, just go out and see how people interact with you. Uh, so there, there were, there were like several steps here. They, they separated participants into 10 different rooms that did not have mirrors. So they, The people in this alleged experiment couldn't see themselves. Uh, They put the scars on, and the scientists would, like, show the scar to the patient for just just a second in a handheld mirror and tell them to go out and measure people's reactions. And the result, after the patients went out into, like, different medical rooms and interacted with people, was that all the volunteers thought that strangers behaved more rudely to yep. them. They were a little bit more standoffish. And they thought that everybody was just looking at the scar. Right. Uh, right. However, again, I cannot emphasize enough. We do not have a scientific record of this. No. Allegedly, the experiment was conducted by Dober- Dr. Robert Kleck. Allegedly, it took place in 1991. And allegedly, it tried to address the question, how does body image affect how others think and interact with people? And... Again, for the final time, we cannot emphasize enough, this may be
0: made up. It may be made up, but it's similar to the Dub Beauty commercial, which is made up and edited and whatnot. The point still stands that like how you see yourself is is it greatly impacts the way that you feel and think and, and experience stuff. Now, there are real-life applications and scientific experiments to be done here. Because if the only conclusion and the hypothesis is, oh, people either feel like everyone's looking at it or they don't, like there's nothing, like scientifically, I, that means nothing to me. Like, I don't know, there's, there's no next step. There's no follow-up data there. However, there are real-life applications. And I, I, I uh, of course, come from a background of medical communication and medical research in my day job. And I found this study. It was published, I believe, it was not too long ago. Um, yeah, actually, really recently in May 2022 in the Journal of Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery. So the, the, the question that was being asked is, does it's a comparison of Afri- African-American and white self-identified patients on how they perceive their scar after mastectomy and other breast cancer-related surgeries. And what they found was that there are differences between uh, white patients and self-identified African-American patients. It, they, what they found was, and this is the direct quote from the conclusions, so this is an abstract you can link to the, the paper in the notes, African-American patients are more likely to have lower perceptions of their scarring appearance, symptoms, sociological impact, career impact, and sexual well-being impact than white patients. So what they're saying is that, and this is a known thing in psychology and with breast cancer that when women have their breasts removed as a part of cancer treatment, it really screws with their ability to process being a woman. It's a huge problem. It's a comorbidity and it lasts a long time. There's breast implants. There are tattoo artists that will draw nipples because it, it, it messes with their psychology. And What they're finding is that just by asking how people perceive to that they're perceived, it can impact their life.
1: Yeah, and and, it it should be unsurprising that in like a social, especially like a social perception and social uh, image field, I guess, that there would be a racial component. I mean, race pervades social issues in America. Like, that's just the legacy of the country that we have. And it should be unsurprising then that a minority group, African American women, have a lower perception of the, you know, the way that their scar impacts you know, the, the way that people perceive them, and so it's important for medical practitioners, psychologists, sociologists, but mo- even more than that, you know, in the workplace, day-to-day, how others interact, it, it's, it's important to be aware of that, and like, you know, what, what factors could be contributing to somebody's, like, image of themselves, and why might a given social interaction be more or less difficult or challenging for somebody? And what factors are at play that I haven't considered here? Obviously gender, I think makes a big difference here. And according to this paper, race makes a significant difference when, uh, when considering how the aftermath of a traumatic experience affects somebody's self-perception.
0: Yeah. And so this is, this is what I'll say. Like this is a, this is a clinical medical experiment. There were the n, as they say, is six hundred seventy-five. That means the number of participants was six hundred seventy-five. There are hundreds of thousands of people that have had the surgery. So, like, is that representative? These data require further analysis, et cetera. But this is real life. This is not uh, someone's college presentation, and that we could not verify. And what we're finding is that, like, this is a, this is a real impact. The question now becomes, like, where the fun part of the conversation for me becomes is at what point do we start looking around, like, not really knowing. What's real like Sid and I used to say that the photos that you're tagged in on Facebook, that's the real you what you put on Instagram. That's the press conference. You that's bullshit.
1: Yeah, you, you can see like like in means it's like the, the profile <coughs> picture is like somebody at like a gala or some kind of fancy like coronation like some some kind of crazy right, event yeah. like and the tag picture is like a half dressed slob with a joint hanging out of their mouth. It slumped back onto a couch <laughs> potato chip crumbs all yeah. over their shirt. And like am I describing? am
0: I describing a picture of me that's none of your business. Not relevant. Don't search him on Instagram. You won't find him in the show notes. No. Definitely won't find him. But no, it's I'm not I'm not on the show notes. I, I love those was. memes are like and the, this has been a great thing that's been happening on TikTok and Instagram recently where people who are kind of uh fitness influencers will show mm-hmm. angles of their body and like look Every single person looks fat sitting down, even if you arch your back correctly. Like, I have a six-pack. I look fat sitting down. This is how it works. Like, look at my angles here. Look, if you suck your fat around your love handles and then you just, like, pull it back, you can look like you have the Michael Phelps wings. All of that shit is is perception. Now, if you don't know how to manipulate your body image and you don't understand exactly the way that you're projecting yourself, that can screw with you, and then you can become the kind of person that goes out into the world and thinks everybody's looking at your scar when in reality, everyone's just pissed that you're walking in their direction.
1: Did ever tell you I did a TV spot? No, what? I did a TV spot for the American Legion a few years ago. Shut the fuck up! No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. In 2019, when they were doing, uh, like, it, it had been 10 years since I went to uh, <clears throat> the American Legion Boys Nation, American and Legion, they did, and they did a TV spot like oh, highlighting that. Me. And I was working with the guys setting up, you know, the, like the lighting and, and whatever. And it was, it was like a classic, you know, interview style where they would ask questions off camera, and I would answer those questions, and they would use that and like kind of stitch it together to like make statements about like right. experience, or whatever. And the guy was like, well. I I can't make you sit a certain way, but I will tell you that like, if you sit back like in a chair with good posture, just he's like on camera that makes you look like 20 to 30 pounds heavier. So he's like, I recommend like you sit forward a little bit. It'll be a little bit less comfortable, but it'll look fine on camera and it will make you look like more active and energetic as opposed to like fat and slothful.
0: Yeah. it's it's, Well, yeah.
1: All right. Great.
0: And that it's, it, cameras and things it all has to do with the science of like lighting and angle and all of that and the people that you see on Instagram are really good at manipulating that if you want to be an Instagram influencer and look hot like that all you need to do is learn how your phone works
1: Re- really you do and, and like the advent of social media and the ha- specifically handheld social media where people like have a smartphone in their hand in their pocket at all times the the rise of like filters and kind of I, I AI is too strong a word, like, but like manipulating your own image, doing right. touch-ups like we're doing right now on this. Literally, Zoom has
0: one. I am My face is not quite this pretty, for real. I,
1: I know it's hard to believe.
0: Oh. but But
1: like having all of those resources available at a moment's notice, I think has like, so, so again, Nick, I'm going to get into some anecdotal stuff, but I think you, yeah, know, you can see a clear difference between like 10 years ago, I know smartphones were way less prevalent in American society than they are today. Social media looked completely different. Facebook hadn't bought Instagram by that point, for yeah. example, in 2012. And so, with all of those resources available and like the rise of new platforms like TikTok and a lot of like selfie, uh, like, you know, camera to self recording, really quick, low cost videos and stuff, I think the perception of like how bad it can be to manipulate people's perceptions of themselves and yeah. like use unrealistic beauty standards and advertising. Like that perception has changed. So I want to share something interesting with you. Yeah. Uh, University of New Hampshire. I, I was able to find in their scholars repository, a, a thesis from 2012 from Anne Marie Britton. It's called the beauty Industry's influence on women in society. Okay. okay. So this is somebody a decade ago studying this idea. Right. Then I was also able to find separately. Uh, This is a paper, so it's not, I don't think it's like a thesis to the same caliber, but this is from May 2021 on the ethical use of beauty in advertising uh, by Coca-Chan. So we have like a nine to 10 year period in between these two studies. And I just want to read a little bit from from the abstracts of these papers. Yeah, yeah. So this is from the 2012 paper from Anne-Marie Britton. She writes... There has been a significant amount of research done on the effect of advertising in the fashion industry and beauty industry has on women. By creating advertisements with unrealistic images of beauty, it has resulted in anxiety, low self-esteem, and low self-confidence in many women. Most of these negative emotions stem from unhappiness among body and appearance. Okay. So, yeah, Right. Right. This reasonable is, this, that's language, the like okay. There's been some studying. There's been and generally the result is that women. Feel worse about themselves. Yeah. So this is fast forward nine years, nine to 10 years. Uh, for this from Coca Chan, same university, same scholar repository. Uh, she writes, or Coca Chan writes, mm-hmm. the use of beauty images in advertising has generally been deemed to be unethical in society. We're already jumping to like a moral conclusion. Like it's taken for granted. Like, all right, using yeah. beauty in advertising has been deemed unethical. Wow. Based on the general negative presupposition in modern Western culture, the ethicalness of the display of high standards of beauty in advertisements is especially controversial and questionable in the advertising industry. Advertising watchdogs, social groups, and individuals have investigated the possibility of banning the display of high standards of beauty to be displayed in advertising and publications. This paper argues that image advertising of high beauty standards may not necessarily be unethical in all situations. So... In the span of 10 years, we've gone from, huh, it turns out that advertising might not have a positive effect on women's perceptions of themselves, to we already agree that this is unethical. Right. And obviously the papers go on in much more detail, much better detail than that. But I just think it's like an interesting snapshot to compare these two things from the same place in the same scholarly repository from two people who may or may not know each other. In fact, I doubt they do. But just that like acceleration into like, hmm, this doesn't seem so good to, all right, everybody knows this
0: is bad. This is really fucking bad. And I, it probably got accelerated because the, it used to be just beauty standards with like Giselle Budgen and, and uh, Carly Kloss would just be on TV. And now like everybody can make themselves look that way all of the right. time, everywhere. So the, there's no difference from the TV commercial to what your friend that you hate from high school is doing. And it's all like it's, it's impacting your daily life. I do have an interesting hypothesis. So I think that there are... The gender differences, we're talking about beauty standards for men and women, and there are, of course, racial differences. A lot of women will tell you that uh, what Beyonce and what Jennifer Lopez did for body standards and the difference between being fit and being curvy or being strong and being thin, what they did was revolutionary by just showing themselves the way that they are. Like a lot of white women will tell you that it's, which is really kind of interesting that like, Hey, beauty isn't being this stick thin, like Jennifer Aniston uh, from friends. So that was really interesting to me. And like, we know that women are are portrayed and like the societal pressures on women are a little different than men. But I, I, th- I got to thinking in this episode, why don't, why isn't my experience that way? And I, I have a hypothesis It's because the majority of high level athletics in the country and in the world are played by men. And so from a very young age, when you're growing up and you're playing a sport, there will be a moment at which you're like, I just am not. Like I have to come to the conclusion, like I'm not, I'm not going to play Major League Baseball. I'm not going to play NFL football. And then that, that kind of body standard goes down. Like there's no amount of hard work that I could do to be reggie bush like it just is never going to happen and it happens at a very young kind of hard to digest age usually between 16 and 22 for men and i wonder if like that helps either men understand it or if it's just so bad for women that it just it seems like it's just a beauty presentation standard and that they're your, the functionality of your body isn't what you're being judged for which to me would be just be morally insanely heavy it would be all of well, the that, time.
1: well that well that is an interesting hypothesis and I, and I also think it's important to keep in mind like you know, you know a lot of like social messaging around like sports and achievement and like who gets notoriety for what i I mean there's so much more stake for women in yeah improving your appearance like sure. so much uh, so much of social worth is tied to like oh how Are you beautiful? Uh, Well, if not, then get out of here. Right. Like for men, it's not the same. Like men are given permission to be like successful in other ways. Like men are given permission to just be rich, or just be bossy, or just be assertive, or just be like good at sports or whatever. Uh, And women have like an entire like a you know fifty pound gorilla or you know five hundred pound gorilla of like you got to also be beautiful on top of all this other stuff too. Right. So I think it's important to keep that in mind. And and like like one of one of the areas I think that that's clear to see is like the, how common it is to like digitally retouch images of yeah. actors in, in films.
0: Oh my God. And, yeah. Like, and, and once you, once you see that, you're like, this is what, what are we doing? Like, this yeah, is it's
1: crazy. I, I remember if uh, several years ago, I was with the speech and debate team at a different national tournament mm-hmm. this time in Indianapolis. And one of the, one of the extemporaneous debate topics that they got, you know, they, it, it, this is an event where they get a topic like, 20 minutes before the round starts and they just have to like come up with a position you know, on the fly and one of the topics was resolved a Hollywood movie production relies too much on CGI and so a lot of the arguments that we heard from people in that round were you know the the rise of action movies is too much they're unrealistic and sometimes CGI is bad so like aliens don't look real and you know there there are too many unrealistic scenarios and I think the most powerful argument was from somebody who said well no actually the more common use of CGI is to make people look more beautiful than they really are especially women but it's used to make actors look younger than they are and and I'm not talking about like de-aging like like the uncanny valley Robert Downey Jr. from Captain America Civil War I'm talking (laughs) like they just touch up like we're using right now yeah and it's like in every single scene like actors don't really look like that between makeup and lighting and digitally retouching in post-production there are, is a lot going into making these people look just absolutely perfect and this person's argument was well that's actually the more insidious use yeah 100 cgi that, that's I, the one that's really harmful
0: i find that and i know that marvel movies are really bad at everyone in marvel movies looks like just it looks like they're on like a like a uh like a primetime TV show with primetime TV shows. You can tell you're watching one because you're like, this is not this is the disheveled drug addict. She's got eyeliner on. Like, what are we doing?
1: <laughs> yeah, you can you can just see the level of production that goes yeah. into people's brain. And, you know, with, with with these superhero movies, like they're based on comic books. It's, right. it's based on large scale appeal to the masses. Like there's not a lot of
0: difference from them from a high level between like a live action Disney movie.
1: No, it's they're, kind of I mean, exactly the same thing. There's really not. You know, they have they have a, yeah. a gigantic budget. They have CGI out the rear. They're they're good movies. I I, I, yeah. I like them. I mean, they're and not you high and cinema, many but they're hundreds
0: of millions of other people, yeah, like they're incredibly yes. popular, wildly popular. Yeah, perhaps the most popular thing in entertainment in decades, maybe ever.
1: For sure, and and like obviously, you couldn't tell those stories without digitally enhanced effects, but also you couldn't make those people look as like unapproachable right. and perfect as they are to say nothing of the preposterous
0: casting like they're already very talented attractive people and then they it's, keep it's like further. the a
1: list of the a list of right. the a list you know yeah. like when when you forget that paul rudd is a key component of the marvel cinematic yeah. universe because of all the other dude, players careful like, the
0: dude. paul rudd stands there's a paul rudd is sexy he just just named sexiest man alive like careful okay they'll come for you that
1: recognition came like years too late paul <laughs> they, rudd is sure. like the perfect sure. actor
0: he is the perfect actor. So I did, this raises another interesting point. I've been thinking about this in, in recent years as someone who's got a background in TV and broadcasting. You know how when the internet started in like the 90s, when it really started and like, they would have information on the internet and the Wall Street Journal, and the New York Times put their shit on the internet. And if you read it on the internet, it's probably true. And then people are like, well, we'll just lie. And now we're, baby boomers, we are at susceptible to shit on the internet being true because their brains haven't caught up to like, Start by assuming that it's bullshit and then verify that it's a fact if you read it on the internet. I think that we're getting there with pictures and videos. We're like, baseline is going to be bullshit because I I have the ability, I am an elite expert, uh, spoken word audio editor. You have said enough on this podcast, I could make you sound, I can make you say any sentence in the English language and I could probably make you, I could manipulate your emotional feeling while doing that. Do it, you won't. I definitely won't. That takes it's a very long time to do that. But I've done it before. I made, I made my wife say like a very simple sentence like you never said this. I could easily make that happen. And video it's even crazier because it's imagery. I I'm, think we're getting to the point where like you're gonna see someone on Instagram like fake, 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 fucking fake, fake, fake. We're, our baseline is going to be the same way it is now with Reddit and blogs. You're like, I don't believe any of this. I hope that's true
1: yeah somebody somebody puts something on the internet and it, like assume if it if it's widely dispersed enough to reach your eyes, somebody wants you to take something away. Like mm-hmm. it's not that it's just factual information. it's not that it's just clear, undisputed evidence. It's somebody trying to advance an argument and they may or may not be using honest means to do so. hundred percent especially with with the rise of like digitally produced art and digitally produced images. Have you ever heard of Dolly? No. DALL-E is it's like dall e It's like an AI that can produce images based on what you type in. So if you wanted, like, Gritty as the what? star of Casino Royale, wow. then it would produce a bunch of images that it thinks are like, all right, well, what if they cast Gritty instead of Daniel Craig? And like it, it, it's they're all bizarre they're all in the uncanny valley they're really strange and you know i I mostly see it on twitter so it's all people just like making jokes but the point is that eventually that technology is going to improve to a degree that might make it challenging to distinguish between what's like a real image and what's one that was produced by an ai i i think it, it you know a lot of our listeners are probably familiar with uh you know player three i'm sure you've seen pictures of like all right, here's a fairly common-looking image at first blush, but if you look closely, you can't like identify any of the things in the right. picture. Yep. And that's cuz it was created by an AI that was like fed by an algorithm to produce a, a thing. And by the way, this is just one man's opinion. Player 3, if anybody out there can explain to me what AI is and <laughs> why I shouldn't just consider it to be like a really really good algorithm, then yeah. please by all means write in, call us, send us a DM. Please yeah, explain email to me us. what AI email is. Emails in the show notes. I think it's just bullshit.
0: I think it I kind of think it is too. I know that there are different like it's essentially just like good bots and algorithms that use Google search terms, right? I mean, saw I saw,
1: kinda... I saw a, a, an advertising from I don't know three, four years ago that said like take a look at how Costco is using AI to produce its like famous pizzas or whatever. And it was just a fucking robot. <laughs> it was just a robot automatically dispensing sauce onto a rotating pizza crust. Like, that's not AI. AI isn't real. It's just good com- computer programming that can use information to generate more outputs. Like, that's just a code, man. Yeah. So, if, if we're, like, somebody warned me if we're actually approaching, like, Isaac Asimov, iRobot level shit. Because, until then, AI is just a buzzword that people use to get funding for their pet project
0: yeah that's what elon musk made that same argument where he's like it's just weird it's not like a real it's not people don't get it. it's just no it's
1: it's not a real thing but what is true is that the technology to be able to produce digitally kind of accurate images like you've heard of like deep fakes i don't think there's anything deep about it i think it's just like a convincing fake video yeah that people can manipulate with sounds and visuals i think it's very important to have skepticism and understand that like somebody who has a motivation, somebody with an agenda has put this in front of people's eyes and they want you to take something away from it. Same thing with the Dub Beauty commercial somebody produced this and put a lot of money and effort into it not because they want to like send a message about beauty but because they want whatever message they send out to result in dollars for Dove
0: yeah and even it's even more basic than that so the dollars for Dove is like the secondary thing the primary thing is what they want is for you to see the Dove and the 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 font and things and assume and association is in your brain is like they care about the real me and they're not going to compare me to Jennifer Aniston that's what they want and then by that that brand recognition turns into like oh well I can trust Dove and like that's and that's a, that's advertising now and if if you know what's going on it can be fine and what's really strange is i'm starting to hate being emotionally manipulated and i'm starting to prefer TikTok and Instagram ads that target You don't like, me, like, you don't like emotional thing. manipulation? No, yeah, how about that? Because like, it used to be like, oh, this is a really moving thing. But now I'm like, huh. fuck out of here. Like, I don't want, I don't give a shit. But targeted ads on Instagram, like, I found clothes. I found subscriptions. Like, oh, this is good. I'm, it's like reading the news. Like, this is an advertisement that I care about of a startup that I didn't know existed. And now I can save 75 bucks on sunglasses. I don't mind any of that. But I do mind that now that like, oh, I know what I know what you're trying to do. It's, it's, it, I very much feel like the Italian immigrant in New York City is like, fuck out of here. I know. I don't yeah, know what this is. Yeah, for sure. You think you, well, you think you're better than me? A,
1: a lot of our a lot of our location based ads. I, I I live in the in the D.C. area. Yeah. A lot of our location based ads are like really dark, sinister, overproduced ads. Like Congress wants to euthanize veterans. <laughs> <laughs> it's like way way over the top stuff. It's like the world is going to end unless you call and ask for somebody to say no to the Compensation for Wounded Sewage Workers Act. Yeah. Like, it's really, really crazy specific stuff. I'm like, right, all right, yeah, right, they're trying to scare some, like, octogenarian who does not yeah, understand, yeah, yeah. like, all of this. And, I mean, I guess it works. If it didn't work, people wouldn't do it. Right. Ad to spend yeah. enough time trying to figure out how to get eyeballs on screens and get donations into coffers. So, so there is... Must be a- working.
0: There's a new social media app, and I told this, I told you about this app when I got to when we did chess in, in Philadelphia, and it's incredibly stupid, and your data is being raped, and that's fine, whatever it it's is. It's Called the it Jeremy is. Renner app. The Jeremy Renner app. It's called Be Real, and what Be Real is, it's kind of, it, it was founded to cut away at all of this bullshit, and it kind of does so far. I'm sure that the hot people will figure out how to master it eventually, but the way that it works now is this app, it will send out a notification. At a random time, like just the AI, just, there it is again. The algorithm will program like at 1141, you have to be real. And what it does is it takes one picture with back camera, one picture with front camera, you can't move them. It takes like, it happens in like two seconds and then you post it. You can redo it, but one once you open that notification, you have two minutes to post or get out. And the faster you post, the higher up in the the feed that you'll be. And the idea is that like, there's no filters, there's nothing. It's be real. Like, what are you doing right now? Now I learned that you, you I can just I, not open dude, the notifications. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. It's bad. I, I'm going to get out eventually. I want to, cause it was, it was being get out downloaded. Now. It was being downloaded at like, it had a couple hundred thousand then a million, then it just like exploded because people, which is what it shows to me. The deeper thing that I'm trying to get at here is that people by downloading and wanting this app are, there mm-hmm. is a thirst for an end of the Instagram, Facebook bullshit, which is interesting to me.
1: That uh, man, that's a that's a that's a personal safety nightmare. Like, Check your post security post shit where at you are down. at a moment's notice. Like, you, like, so there's there's this phenomenon called <laughs> pattern of life establishment. Oh yeah, and like, imagine if somebody knew what time you usually wake up. They mm-hmm. knew you're out to work in the morning. They knew what your job is. They knew where you go after work. They know what associations you're in. They know what people you work, like associate with. Like, it, Imagine if somebody was able to predict what you're going to do based on what you've been doing for days, months, weeks, years. That's what this app is supposed to be for. Somebody is using that information to establish where you are, when, and the, 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 the safest thing that's going to happen is that somebody's going to get an even better, more precise targeted ad campaign against you. Like, it... This is a intelligence nightmare. Like, get out. <laughs> Delete that app, like, on the recording right now. That is so bad. Uh,
0: how are they going to make money? they targeted ads?
1: Targeted ads? They're going to sell your information. It's the same way that, that social media else. companies make. Like, social media companies make money on, like, advertising that they sell to, like, big customers. Right, but it's, like, data it's sales. from the sale of your data. Yeah. Like, they take your location, your age, your demos, your websites, your, all that shit, and they sell it to people who use that to generate ads. The problem is that they're like those companies are not scrupulous. Like like why do you think it is that there's so many marketing emails get to so many inboxes every single day? It's because that information is shared and transferred and goes from hand to hand to hand. It's like it's like you know you used to be like, "Oh yeah, if you find a US dollar in circulation, there's a 90% chance there's cocaine on it." Hey, like, same thing with your data. <laughs> Somebody's fingerprints from a long long time ago are on every single marketing email that you get and giving more information, especially like your location, your actual appearance, at at random times of the day, not when you choose to, but when they choose to, that is just an absolute nightmare from the standpoint of protecting your identity and your personal information. Holy cow, get out of there.
0: All right, well, I found our YouTube clip for this episode. That'll be a nice little rant to have in there. Fine, fucking fine. I wanted The general point, Chris, is that the desire to have this app... The desire... Shows that people are done, they're done-ish, or the young people who know what cool apps are happening, that they're done with fake bullshit. That is the point of this.
1: That's right. We want to be, we want to be real. We want to be authentic because authenticity
0: is important. open the checkbook, baby. That's right. And I, I am going to open the checkbook this weekend. So it's going to be a big semester. We're going to hit it hard. We're close to being weekly folks subscribe on youtube and make your friends subscribe or if you're listening on spotify just go to apple and just hit the follow and then bail you don't that's need right that unlike also.
1: these other companies we're not gonna manipulate you we just want you to subscribe listen to the damn episodes <laughs> assault your friends if you have to yeah we're, we're gonna to start
0: uh, to chris is gonna get chess lessons on a twitch stream one of these days we're gonna start doing streams and shit that's gonna that's be right. fun
1: too with just a nominal fee of you tuning into twitch you also could be a mediocre chess player
0: Yeah, above average. You will maybe beat your dad. All right, Chris, enjoy your sweaty commute to work and whatever podcast you're going to be listening to. uh, Proster Files, coming up
1: next. 100%. Player three, don't forget, you're beautiful. You are beautiful.